I'm Katie Lazarus, and this is Employee of the Month. Joey Mazzarino is the head writer and director and Muppeteer at Sesame Street. It was interesting to interview him and hear about how much they care about humor, as Terry Gross would call it, or as the rest of us call it, humor. He's amazing. So without further ado, I hope you really enjoy our interview from the Employee of the Month show at UCB. Our next guest has is an Emmy Award winning writer and actor and Muppeteer. He is the head writer of Sesame Street. So if we can give a warm, warm, warm welcome for Mr. Joey Mazzarino. So excited you're I'm here! So, I'm so excited to be here, King. Um, we're, we're, I'm a huge fan. Do you? Can you tell everyone what you do? I am a Muppeteer, a head writer, and a director of Sesame Street. Yay! 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 Come on! Give it up for Sesame Street! I know it's amazing. Does that feel so cathartic, especially right now, too? We only abuse Muppet dogs. <laughs> Like, you started out as an actor. You grew up in I Brooklyn. Did. I did. When you were young, like, do you remember something you did that you were like, oh, I really like this? Or I, really- uh, I remember doing voices in my room, and I, I, nobody else around me did voices, and I thought it was something I should hide. <laughs> and then I didn't dare tell my parents that. In fact, I started performing, and uh, they wouldn't send me. I really wanted to study acting in college, and they wouldn't. my parents wouldn't let me. They wouldn't pay for college if I was going to do that, so I... I said, I'll pick another major. And I literally picked economics because it seemed like I'd make money with it. I, I didn't know what economics was. I said, that sounds like I'll make money. And, and I should have <laughs> just bought a dog. So I, uh, I looked, would take secret acting classes in college and, and have an economics degree, which I have. And I still cannot explain economics to anyone. <laughs> but I was, I, I'm yeah, impressed just knowing yeah, that. I can, I, yeah, I took like, things like macroeconomics of Latin American countries. Okay. And I, I don't know what that means. They have big economics, grande economics. Grandissimo. I don't know. Um, but uh, I, I do remember the first time I, I found my tribe. Like, I knew this was the thing. What I was that? Um, I was studying at Fordham, and uh, yeah, let's hear it for F you! F you! Um, so I'm studying, uh, studying this acting class, and this woman comes in to, to teach. She's a just one-time teacher, and she's going to teach us comedy improv. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm ignoring you I over know, here. It's very Hi. hard. This um, is, yeah. uh, so she comes hard to teach thing. comedy improv, and I happen to work at a daycare center during the day. Um, and uh, she works at Sesame Street as a Muppeteer. And I say, oh, my God, I love Sesame Street. It's really funny, great writing. Uh, what do you do? She's like, no, you won't know anything I do. It's what we call AMs, anything Muppets you won't know. I said, no, just tell me, tell me, because I watch every day, really. She goes, well, I did something called Meryl Sheep. And I was like, I loved Meryl Sheep. It was hilarious. You did the Sophie's Choice accent, and it was hilarious. And she said, wow, you actually do watch the show? I said, yeah, yeah, I watch it all the time. She goes, okay, uh, you know what? Jim Henson is coming. He's going to be in New York. This was uh, 19... 89, 88, 88 or 89, somewhere around there. So we'll, go, we'll, we'll be okay. Okay, yeah. yeah. Somewhere around it's there. It's not economic, so it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So somewhere around there, she goes, you can visit the set, and I, I get to visit the set, and, and Jim Henson's there. And I'm like, I, 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 nice to meet you. I didn't know what to say. I was Literally, it was the first time I was tongue-tied. Didn't know what to say, because I love this guy's work. I mean, if you're my age, you grew up with Sesame Street. 21. Then, yeah, 21. <laughs> you grew up Sesame Street, and then The Muppet Show came in there, and it was like this, like, uh, all the way up until Labyrinth and Dark Crystal kind of grew up with the Muppets. I didn't know what to say, but and it wasn't even meeting Jim. Meeting Jim was awesome, but it was watching these 
guys. And there was one guy and who's since passed away. His name is Richard Hunt. And he did Scooter, and he did one of the old men, the Statler and Waldorf, and he did a bunch of stuff for Sesame Street. And I just saw him. He did this waiter. Was it a waiter? No, it was a butler character. And, and he, he, took the, he took the rods out of the arms, and he put it behind his back, and he did this silly accent, but he was cracking the crew up, sort of being a little blue. And I said, oh, my God, this is, this is it. This is what I want to do. And it was the first time I was like, that's it? I know. Like, it was like, oh. It was yes. it. Yes. I, I got in. I literally. I went to an all boys school, and I got into acting to meet women, and that was the only reason I did acting. And uh, and this was finally. I was like, no, no, this is real. This puppeteering is the way to meet women. Oh yeah, nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing will get you laid like a puppet on your arm. Um, like saying you like to stick your hand up a yeah, piece of felt. It's, it's, it is. Uh, I'm a real chick magnet. Can you when be I have next? A puppet on my arm. No. Um, no, no. It was really the first time because I realized I was like, oh my god, these people. Forgetting the technical aspects of puppetry, they got to be any character they wanted to be and to do all these great voices, but they could be an old man in one segment, a cow in the next segment, a piece of broccoli in the next segment, and it was just, they were amazing. I was like, this is really what I want to do. And I basically went insane for a year and trained myself, and my parents thought I lost my mind. But, so talk about that a little bit, because you clearly were a little already yeah. off. Talk more about the training. I, I, um, the training consisted of, I lived at home, I didn't live at the dorms, I lived at home, and I would come home from class. I would go to my, I'd go to the basement at night and build puppets based on like an old book my brother-in-law had called of Muppets and Men. And I'd build these really, really bad puppets. And I'd put a camera in my room during the day when I wasn't in class, and I would train myself how to, because it's actually really hard if you ever have a, if you ever happen to have a puppet on your arm and there's a camera in the room, put that camera on and, and put the puppet on and watch yourself on a monitor. And everything's reversed, and it's really hard, and it takes about a year to figure out actually how to do it. But I just started training like constantly and building these weird puppets. And I sent the tape in and I actually, it's, you're so stupid when you're young and you just have these, you have a tremendous amount of cojones when you're young. I, I brought these awful puppets to meet Jim Henson. Like I was like, <laughs> look what I made. <laughs> I, I made this with my hands, Jim. And like, they're horrible. They were awful. But, uh, this, this didn't guy. happen with you and I on Monday either. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, no, but Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Clash, who plays Elmo, he, I sent him a tape through Camille. And uh, he, he said that I was funny enough to come in and uh, do a workshop. And then they hired me. And I've been there 21 years. It's amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. And thank you. Thank you. I have no other skills, so I've stayed there. <laughs> no, wait. That's not entirely true. Because you you've written movies and you've acted in yeah. things. Um, it's actually been an incredible place to grow because um, literally when, we, when I started we did 110 episodes of Sesame Street so the writers were always looking for material they, we do 26 now and we joke that if we kill one more show we have to kill a member of the alphabet because we won't be able to cover it <laughs> but, um, but we did 110 so they were hungry for material and at the end of, uh, at the end of each season they, they, at the end of one in, uh, seed in particular they said to the Muppeteers go to the shop uh, look through the drawers. If there's anything there you want to do, um, bring it to us, you know, put it on a tape, and we'll, and we'll look at it. And I remember I was working on this terrible comedy team with another guy, and it was really bad, and it was, like, so derivative of every comedy team ever, and it wasn't going anywhere. It's the second time derivative has been used on this show. Did the dog use derivative, no, too? One, one of the cats who called oh. had a Skyped in a question. Uh, uh, I was told, yeah, today's word on the street is derivative. <laughs> um, that's the word on the street. Um, anyway, so... Uh, so uh, so where was it going? Oh, so so uh, literally on the bed, um, before I got on the subway, I was like, oh, I know, I'll do a, 
I'll get the little lamb and he'll, I'll do a Peter Falk voice and it'll be a Columbo instead of Columbo and he'll solve yeah. nursery crimes. And uh, so I just did this little commercial for Columbo and it was like, uh, yeah, if you're old Mother Hubbard and you lost a bone, you know, just call me. I'm Columbo. So I just did this thing and I, and I talked. And I, I taped it for the writers, and, they, and the producer came to me and says, do you want to audition for writer? And I literally, I had to take remedial writing in college because I was terrible at grammar. I didn't know the, how to use a semicolon, didn't know any of that. I was like, no, no, no. And they said, oh, we pay for the audition. I was like, oh, yes, of course I want to audition because I was really hungry at the time. And I auditioned, and I've written for them, and I got to, and now I'm the head writer, and I've directed for them, and it's been an amazing place. What is that like switching from being a writer to suddenly, because a head writer is a, essentially a producer, and you're well, managing it's, a staff. Well, it's, it's more than that. It's also, you're, you're um, meeting you with... For a demigod, or... You're, you're meeting with all these writers that, first of all, who have written the show, some of them longer than I have. Some yeah. of them have been there for the whole run of the show, and it's... It's, you know, you, you don't want to offend them and you, you want it, but you want it to have your style. And it was for the first year, it was not terrifying, but it was really hard. And I had to learn how each writer works. But then it became, you know, they're my friend. I mean, I know these people, they're like my family. And now it is like we get in the room and we just, we developed this Super Grover piece last year. And all it's like all clicking together. And now we're developing this new Elmo thing. And it's great. It's Speaking amazing. of Super Grover and Elmo, I, have you been following the, um, I hope I have this here. Sorry, you guys, I have this case with all these toys um have you been following the uh, occupy sesame street i have actually i have i saw pat and oswald had a really funny one that really, was really really funny. really yeah funny. yeah they're real I, I just saw those today they're very funny i'm trying to see if i have you any. have any of them there it's the place is a mess i just don't have time to clean up it's like if, if not, one of them was like uh if 99 percent of the cookies are being eat, eaten by one percent of the monsters <laughs> occupy sesame street yes that okay that, that, was, that was, was that was my favorite that was michael but that was mine too that was the one i uh, put out very Michael fun. K. Bush at Twitter.com. This is great. He wrote, uh, <laughs> truly outrageous. 99% of the cookies are consumed by 1% of the monsters on PBS. Yeah, very funny. <laughs> That's great. Um, speaking of PBS, how do you differentiate between the feedback you get from parents versus kids? Like, I'll hear from people, it's like someone will be like, I don't like Mr. Noodle, and I love Mr. Noodle, but... You it know, doesn't really matter if I love Mr. No, Noodle or well, she loves Mr. Noodle. It matters if their kids do. To me, it do. does matter. You know, okay. Elmo's World started uh, uh, 10 years ago. I wasn't head writer then. And I've never actually written in Elmo's World. And it's a great show, but it is slightly younger. It, it mm -hmm. really did reach. And 10 years ago, we were looking for a slightly younger group. We were really, okay, we're writing for this group. But um, in the last five years, we are really How very Hollywood of you. But yeah. yeah keep going. No, <laughs> but in the last five years, we've been trying to get the co-viewing back because it's not okay. only because it's uh, it's a great way for a kid to learn if they're with their parent and they can sort of take the lessons after we're done with them, but also because as a parent, you want it to be palatable and you want it to be funny for the parents. So I actually do care if a parent enjoys it. And I, I try, we always now, it's like, if it's not funny, we don't put it on. I mean, well, from that angle, that makes perfect sense. And but I'm I do think Bill Irwin's funny. It. I mean, I love Bill Irwin yeah. as, a, as an adult. I think Bill Irwin's hilarious. And I'm grateful for that because you know m most of the shows the majority of the shows on Sprout and Nickelodeon and Disney I can't, wa I can't yeah, watch yeah because they're they're not wa wanting you to co-view um, no yeah you did a phenomenal thing with with um with my hair yes um because of your your daughter, my, daughter I, 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 my wife and I adopted our daughter Seggy she's from Ethiopia 
And um, about, I guess it's three years now, or maybe two and a half years ago, um, I noticed with my daughter, she was really, she has, you know, she has curly hair and it's beautiful hair, but she would start, my wife has very straight blonde hair, and my daughter loves gravitating towards the Barbies and was really uh, only interested in the straight hair. And it was, I was like, oh, you know, I thought it was a, a problem that was just ours because we were white parents with, with an African-American child. And then Chris Rock's film came out, Good Hair, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, this is a bigger issue. And literally, we had finished writing for the season, and we were shooting, and I had a shoot day with Muppet Inserts, and I said to my producer, can I try and write a song about this issue? And she said, yeah, go for it. And I just went, um, I just wrote the lyric, because I'm not a songwriter, but I wrote the lyric, uh, and it was just basically about what I wanted to tell my daughter about her hair. Um, and it was called I Love My Hair, and we made this little, and Chris Jackson, who was in, in the Heights, wrote the music. And... Um, and, and we literally squeezed it between two inserts and shot it that day with a little African-American Muppet. And it wound up having this kind of incredible life online. And it was, uh, I, I remember the day, I was sitting at my, at my desk and, and one of the um, women who works on the show came in and said, uh, did you, you, you wrote that I Love My Hair piece, right? And I said, yeah, yeah. She goes, you have a call. And, I, and it was this woman who worked for New York Center and she was 50 some odd years old and she started crying on the phone talking to me about yeah. this piece, how it really touched her. And I was like, this is bigger than I thought. And then all of a sudden it got play on YouTube. It started to become this um, this sort of thing and it, it became, I don't know, it became kind of, not huge, but it was big enough that it, it was, was big. I got to and be on beautiful. CNN, American I mean, Morning, I mean. And this. I mean, and here, and here I am <laughs> to be on Play of the Month. It's almost as good. I mean, as it is as good as being on CNN. Katie, it, this is better. <laughs> um, we did want to play the, the follow-up, the, the world. Uh, change the, change world. the World. This is called Change the World. And I'm going to move so people can see. No, I'm a girl who's gonna change the world. She's gonna change the world. She's gonna make the world a better world. When I grow up, oh, what can I be? Well, take a look and see. I'm gonna be the best me that I can be. Yours. Yes. Hi, hello, everyone. Please welcome Marie the Monster. Hello. It's nice. It is very nice. I'm going to stand up 
so you all can see me and get a good look, because this may be the only time you are this close to a Muppet. Hi, how are you, everyone? Nice to see you. How are you, sir? Great. Yeah? Where are you from? <laughs> I live in... Am I, am I too uncomfortably close, sir? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I live in New York. <laughs> totally freaking him out. Um, I'll come over here, you guys. Nice to see you. Anyway, my name is Murray, and I am from Sesame Street. Hello. This better not be on YouTube, lady. Hi, how are you? Nice to see you. How are you guys over here? Yeah, see, now this section, they know how to do it. They know how to the thank you section over here. Okay, hi, Katie. Hello. I feel like I'm ignoring you. It's all right. I love your overbite so much. I, I, it's actually more of an underbite. Underbite. Yeah. Not the sharpest tool in the shed. I should probably watch more Sesame Street. Yeah, why don't you? I do. Come on. I do. Do you have you have a question for me, Katie? So I, have, I didn't I, just travel in my own filth for no reason. You have <laughs> in the in a plastic bag on the New York City subway. You have three. I had I we didn't Skype interviews. We had three um, kids write kids. in, but they're all humans. So oh, human good. kids! I love human kids. Okay, good. Um, the first question was right. Go what? What's the matter? I'm first. I'm listening, Katie. The first question was from Shalva, who lives in Washington, D.C., and she wanted to know, are you and Elmo related because you both have the same color hair? We actually don't. I'm more of a ginger, a true ginger. I'm really orange. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I am. I am, uh, I am more orange, and, and Elmo's more red, and, and uh, although we are friends, we, have, we share no, um, oh, no relationship. The second question yes. I got was from Abby, who's three. Shalva is four. Okay. Um, Abby, Abby is three, and her question was, will you ever come to Jordan? I, I actually have been to Jordan. But she just moved there. She did? I've been to Amman. Maybe I'll go back, but I have been to Jordan. Okay. Actually, wow. he's been to Jordan to teach Sesame Street writers. But not just him on I, I just lied. Did he I go didn't. first class? <laughs> I am a liar. I lied to a three-and-a-half-year-old. Oh, there must be a special place for me in the afterlife for that. <laughs> wow. I, I, feel so, I feel so dirty. And the last question we have... Thank you. <laughs> yes. These are all women who are asking questions. Young girls. Yeah, um, I like girls. That's nice. okay. Rosie. Who Rosie. Was, Rosie was four years old. She emailed in and wanted to ask Murray specifically, how would you deal with the debt crisis? Oh. Well, you know, all my money's tied up in Iceland. And they got it going on over there. <laughs> They're talking Greece. Iceland and Greece. That's where all my money is. I think Murray's seen Inside Job. Well, yeah. <laughs> totally. I deal with the debt crisis. Was she? Was she was like two and a half? That kid, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Rosie. Fictional she's, Rosie. She's no. She's not fictional. Yeah, she's yeah, my cousin. Yeah. <laughs> you should. Hear, uh, she should have heard what she asked uh, Kevin Clash and Elmo. She asked him about Reaganomics. <laughs> <laughs> Trickle down, baby. <laughs> so she was quite good. Um, I want to ask one last question. Go to, for it, to, Katie Lazarus. To Murray, the show has changed, and it's become, I think, more fun, if that's fair to say, Yeah. over the last uh, six, seven years. I'm happy with it. It's a good place to live and work. Have you felt that shift, too? I feel the shift. I, do, I can feel it. It's like that little earthquake we had in August. I feel it. You were the only one who felt that earthquake. I know. I swear I did feel it. Well, because, you know, I'm very close to the ground. I'm usually laying on the ground in a pile. No legs. They didn't. They didn't give me those. Well, they they actually built them, but they're in Queens. Honestly, <laughs> they're in a in a drawer of removable legs. 
I hope they didn't use the metal hip stuff because no, they didn't. But that's it. They just that was gonna be a big lawsuit right now. You know that? Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. So no hip hip. I have no metal. I have no bones. All right, you're fine. Nothing. Think of all the things you don't have to deal with. I don't have to deal with osteoporosis. Like Sally Field, I don't have to deal with bone loss. <laughs> have you noticed that? She really cares about bone loss. I never thought that about Sally Field. The flying nun is dealing with bone loss. <laughs> Who knew? I am so sad to end on this note, but I... I Are you going to give me something depressing? Are you really going to end on a depressing note with a Muppet? Why, Katie Lazarus? But why? Why would you do that to this nice crowd? They're, they came for they fun. They are phenomenal crowd, and they I'm are. so grateful they're all here. But the only reason is because we have um, another guest coming. No, please. I know. I know. I love that guest. But uh, what I She's wanted to do is um, just play real quick one more clip. Well, what's of, the clip? Um, oh, no. We're not allowed. Ah, I've been vetoed because of time. Uh-huh. All right. But you're going to come back at the q and I'm going to come back and Q&A it up, baby. Okay. And we promise on the podcast we're going to have a really long, in-depth interview with Joey and Murray. Is that cool? It's cool with me. Okay. we. This is such a treat to have you. I'm so excited to have Murray the Monster and Thank Joey Mazzarino. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing. Thanks for tuning into Employee of the Month. To find out more, you can go to the website, employeeofthemonthshow.com, where you can get information about upcoming live shows and also download other podcasts you can find these on itunes sirius or soundcloud spread the word and if you can please donate there's no donation too small or too big i'm your host katie lazarus and thank you for listening and don't forget to get your parking ticket validated 